As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm Marianne Williamson. Jack Canfield. Sabanko Sommet. I'm Doreen Virtue. My name is Sommet Reeves. Hi, I'm Carolyn May. This is James Van Prague, and you're listening to Inner Journey with Greg Friedman. Keep doing what you're doing, Greg. Balancing the negative radio broadcast with positive energy. Yeah, baby. Here we go again. You are listening to Inner Journey with Greg Friedman on KX93.5 FM, community-supported radio in Laguna Beach, California. I say it every week. This show is about one thing, pathways and possibilities. We introduce you to all kinds of different people and pathways and possibilities. Tonight, we have Devin Poway doing our weekly astrological reading. We have MC Yogi and Saul David Ray, and it's going to blow your doors off tonight. But the bottom line is this. I say it every single week. Happiness takes courage. Love takes courage. And we're going to introduce you to all kinds of things. All I'm asking you to do is have the courage to try it on. If it fits, groovy. If it doesn't, if it's itchy or funky, the wrong size, the wrong color, the wrong style, whatever, it don't resonate with your soul, throw that sucker back up on the shelf. Nobody's the worse for wear. But just be open to seeing if something resonates with your soul. Maybe something you never saw before. Maybe something you never heard before. Give it a shot. Who the heck knows what's going to come up? And we'll be back within our journey right after this.
Baby, welcome back. You are listening to Inner Journey with Greg Friedman on KX 93.5 FM, community-supported radio in Laguna Beach, California. And we have some really big news. My sacred union partner, my woman, Devin Poe, and myself are joining forces to provide a very unique service for those seeking sacred union. And who wouldn't? I mean, really, who would? It is... One of the most beautiful things, and I have to tell you in all honesty, sometimes one of the absolute most difficult things I've ever done, which is all the more reason 
to have somebody that's going to guide you through it, that's going to share their experiences, share their directions, maybe do some purification ceremonies, some rituals. And so we're here to help couples in crisis consciously uncoupling or the renewal of their own sacred union. We call it sacred union ritual healing, and we tap into the energy, the magic of indigenous elders and healers, and also use a lot of the stuff that's modern day. There are so many things that we are discovering every single day with astrology and psychology and tantric intimacy and and just energetics in general are exploding. And we use all of that to provide an intensive VIP experience for individuals and couples. The healing ritual is done in person at your home because when you come when it comes down to it, our homes are so much a reflection of our beings. And if we're gonna clean one up, it would be like getting all really, really clean and putting on dirty clothes. It ain't gonna work. So we go into your home and first and foremost we clear out all of that residual energy, whether it's negative or just past stories, whatever it may be that's residing in your home that's inhibiting you and your partner from experiencing great love and experiencing a great, happy life. You can find out more about our special launch by visiting gregfriedman.com backslash backslash sacred union. And right now, well, there's a 20% off with code RADIANCE19. If you want to check it out as well, we just had an article in Radiance Magazine on this very subject, on sacred unions. And that's pretty much everywhere, and it's also online. I'm going to make a left turn at Albuquerque now because... So many people these days are talking about, well, if you just have a positive intention, if you just have a good thought, if you don't bring any negativity in, then you're going to get everything you want. Well, there's a lot of truth in that. And there's a lot of Pollyannic rose-colored glasses involved with that too. The bottom line is this. Magic is everywhere. Our only inhibition to having the bountiful wealth, and I mean wealth in every, every single form, whether it's love or happiness or finances or ease, the only obstacle to that is ourselves. Having said that, we need to begin where we are, and we need to use what we have in order to overcome those obstacles, in order to understand that those obstacles are here as a gift to show us something about ourselves. We put those obstacles in place, and it's up to us to make friends with them. You don't have to kill them. You don't have to beat them down. You want to create an alliance. And you have to start by saying, I'm going to acknowledge the reality right here, right now. doesn't mean I cannot create a different reality. But I have to begin by acknowledging where I am. It's no different than being at a specific destination. Say you're in the middle of Los Angeles 
and you want to get to India. Well, you best acknowledge that you're in L.A. if you want to get somewhere else because otherwise it's going to be very, very difficult whether to know to go north, south, east, or west in order to achieve your destination. Start where you are. Use what you have. And then the magic doors will open because it is a belief system. But it is also a reality that we create. So let's create the reality of our choosing. And we'll be back with more Inner Journey with Greg Friedman and our astrological reading with Devin Poey right after this.
Welcome back. You are listening to Inner Journey with Greg Friedman on KX 93.5 FM, community-supported radio in Laguna Beach, California. Now we have our weekly astrological report with Devin Poe. That was easy for me to say. And tonight, Devin is going to talk about why today is such an auspicious day, astrologically speaking, and what's ahead for the week. Devin is Devin Poe is a clairvoyant and astrological guide. She teaches clairvoyant astrology and practices energy medicine using crystals and guided meditation. And sign up for her VIP membership for private readings and to earn a certificate a certification in clairvoyant astrology by visiting her website, which is devinpoe.com. Devin, could you have written a longer intro? No. <laughs> Actually, yes, I could have. I'm sure you oh, could. I, I figured giving the, the word auspicious was going to be the one that threw you off tonight. That's the only one I didn't trip over. But that was the one that you did the best. Yes. So, but... Uh, what's going think? on in the world? What's going on in the world? Well, today uh, we had a lot of astrological things happening, and I believe it's also a Jewish holiday today. Um, but I'm not 100% sure on that one. So, but... The theme for today with all the astrological movements that's mm-hmm. happening is it's um, a day sort of of negativity. So what's happening astrologically today is we saw um, Jupiter this morning come out of retrograde, which is really good. Mm-hmm. That's a good sign. Uh, however, the moon trined Uranus and then we saw Mercury move out of its shadow period and into Leo. So Mercury retrograde is no longer impacting us anymore. Um, however, this evening, right about now, we're seeing Uranus go retrograde. And when I say it's a day of negativity, it means that it's the reflection of negativity. So it's the opportunity for us to look at how we're communicating with each other, with other friends, with other people on social media, mm-hmm. and where we're being negative and where we're being judgmental or where we're saying not nice things about people, about other people, and just recognizing the negativity. And uh, is that an opportunity to do something with it? Or is it just, hey, there you are. Well, there's an opportunity to do something with it this week because the energy is going to be very intense. So we're coming up to a full moon on Thursday, and it's a full moon in Aquarius. And Aquarius is very watery. Aquarius is is, um, the waves. Mm -hmm. And uh, Aquarius is close to an end of a cycle. So very intense energy, very watery. And it's been things that are are kind of coming in this week as far as some of the other energies with like Venus. Mm -hmm. Um, And close to the end of the week too, we see Mars move into Virgo. So the Virgo is what I'm calling the black hole. And, but in like a good sense, if there is such a thing as a, as a good sense of a black hole, but everything that we've been moving through this summer, mm-hmm. um, all the stuff with Mercury retrograde, the things that came out in the media, I mean, all the kind of things that we're just feeling from a social standpoint, as well as like, oh, I can't believe that's happened or this, these sort of things happened. And it's coming to this kind of like, when you think of a black hole, it's, it's moving through um, the black hole to come out on the other side where how have we been impacted? How has it helped us shift our perception? What would you suggest we do this week? Really focus on the change you want to make in your life and in the world. Perfect. And it, once again, if people want to get a hold of you, how would they do that? You go to my website and that's devinpoe.com and it's spelled D-E-V-O-N-P-O-E-R. 
And any parting last words of wisdom? Thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. Thank you for being my sacred union partner. (laughs) (laughs) My pleasure. And we thank you very much as well. We have Saul David Ray coming up next, and he is an amazing brother in arms, a teacher, a healer, a musician, a spiritual activist, so many things in this world and contributing in so many different ways. Trust me, if you don't know Saul, you are going to have such a blast getting to know him. We'll be back with more Inner Journey with Greg Friedman right after this. Hi, I'm Bruce Lipton, and you are listening to Inner Journey. You are listening to Inner Journey with Greg Friedman on KX93.5 FM, community-supported radio in Laguna Beach, California. And, you know, I got to tell you, I am really jazzed to have this man on as our guest this evening. I have known Saul for so long that I know his old phone numbers that don't work anymore. Uh, (laughs) I get it. A long time ago, he and I did some, I got to lead a sweat lodge for a workshop he was doing and have been honored to be in his classes for on and off for what seems like forever. Let me tell you, Saul is, as I said earlier, a teacher, a healer, a musician, a spiritual activist. He's been practicing and teaching yoga for 
decades, and he's primarily influenced by the studies of Hatha, Ayurveda, Bhakti, Tantra, and does Thai massage like almost nobody in this country. Um, He's taught at conferences, festivals, retreats. We're both um, really jazzed to be at Bhakti coming up in September. Saul, how come I've never had you on the program before? (laughs) Hello, brother. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm it's a divine timing, so I'm so happy to be here with you. It really is a pleasure to have you on. Thank you for that. Thank you, and congratulations for you know for doing this. And it's such a just tuning in is so such a beautiful offering to people and such a beautiful spirit. I have to so tell thanks you, thanks for that. Yeah, I'm, I'm like a kid yeah. in a candy shop. I have some of the greatest minds in the world on, and I can ask them anything I want. I've had Marianne <laughs> Williamson and Greg Braden That's and so, so many people, and you. And so let's just jump into it. I'm going to start with the first question that I ask every guest on this program, which is we've had medicine men and authors and artists and shaman and healers and yogis, so many people of service in a multitude of ways to a person. And I've never asked you this, and I don't remember ever hearing a story about this from you. To a person, there was a catalyst. There was some kind of event that thrust them on their path. What's your gig? <laughs> wow. <That was> so <laughs> nice, nice, easy question to begin. Um, Might as well jump well, what, in the whatever deep Whatever it was, whatever it was, it, it got me to this moment and uh, to be here with you and, and MC Yogi coming. It's, uh, it's an honor to be here with you. And, you know, thank you for the, the kind intro. Uh, I try to live up to it, you know. Um, you know, I, I really believe that, you know, we're, we're all here on a journey. That's why your show is, is so, uh, the title is such a beautiful reminder. And even the way you shared in the intro, just really helping people to connect and give them tools back into that. And, you know, many ancient cultures, perhaps all, they saw that, you know, this material world is only a little part of our experience, that we exist on other levels, other dimensions of being, mm-hmm. and that we, we're not just here to have a material experience, and that actually we are souls first. We are the essence of this universe. We are, you know, whatever spark of the universe or God or however we think of that, that that's in every child that's born. It's in every every being, every living thing. And that we're we're all here having this journey and, and you know, we all know that life isn't about fame and success only. It's not about, you know, so many of the outer things that we define success. Because if you have all everything you've ever wanted but you don't have balance, if you don't have people that love you, if you can't share your heart, you have nothing. Um so, you know, that said, it's like, you know, we all have, we're all on this journey reflecting and sharing with each other. And, um, you know, for me, my, my parents, you know, I'd say were my kind of first gurus, right? They were my first teachers, and they each had their influence on me. My father went to school in India. Mm-hmm. He was born in Burma. Um, and... So I, I kind of got this hit of India through him. There was just something very mystical about it. He had these amazing books on his shelf, Buddhism and uh, kind of magic and shamanism and healing and yoga. And I, and I wasn't always with my dad, so I, I kind of got little glimpses of these. But one day, 
a good friend of his who he'd met in Sri Lanka walked into our living room who was a Buddhist monk, an American. And um, long story short, there was something about his presence that just moved me. I recognized him in some way. You know, I was just a kid in in Malibu at 16, but there was something really profound in that meeting. And um, I ended up going to live with him. He would start to teach me things. And, And that pretty much got me uh, over to Asia later on, mm-hmm. and um, and it just all it really a lot of it happened from that meeting, and and then there was one other thing where when I was twenty three, um, I had a brain abscess. It was uh, I got a oh. on a music tour. <clears throat> well, it was a kind of a shamanic death. Um, I was on a music tour. I was literally going in. I have Gemini rising already, so I've got, you know, two heads going, but I had this... Um, <laughs> so do I, I had, just so you know. Okay, there we go. <laughs> so there's four of us right now. It's good. Um, so I I was trying to leave the music business because it, it wasn't healthy at that time. You know, this is like in the late 80s, and I had been already called to this kind of spiritual path or yoga and but I was still trying to do that other thing. Mm-hmm. And anyway, this circumstance happened. I got this, I was on a tour. I got this incredible infection that I used to have these migraines. It was like the most pain I've ever experienced. It was like a knife, a butter knife, like being put into your eyeball. And I would pass out from this pain. And, oh. you know, later on, but you know, I had a, I think it was New Year's Eve many years ago. I had this happen and woke up in the emergency room in Westlake, actually, California. I was paralyzed on one side of my body from the pressure. Amazing surgeons at USC um, took care of me, and you know I won't bore everybody with the details. But basically, it was a that moment, and I read about this later shamanic death. I it changed the course of my life. I, in that moment, I knew that I would have to go toward healing, and that's when everything. Then I went to the monastery, and then you know. Um, again, and then I went to Asia. But interestingly, you know, I came back to music through sacred music, and, and it was kind of everything that had been missing from me before. So it's kind of like a full circle back to music through, you know, this healing doorway. I love it. Speaking of music, I have a song of yours loaded up right now called Shamunda Kalima. Tell us about it, will you please? Sure. Um, well, the album, 10,000 Sons, uh, Jim Beckwith, Dave Stringer, and I all co-produced. There's a lot of really amazing folks on it. It's kind of it's mantra-based, but east and west. And there's you know there's some English songs, and there's some you know a lot of it's mantra-based. And mm-hmm. and this one is to a form of divinity called Kali or Chamunda, is the Divine Mother. And in the ancient tantric mythology. You know, the great mother is the one that gives birth to the cosmos. It's a, um, you know, a doorway. And um, she's kind of like the creatrix in the matrix. So she's the one that is really helping us to, Chamunda is a form that's helping us do the inner transformation to transform negativity, transform our pain, transform, you know, all of the things that we, we get stuck by. And so... The inner, the inner mother is that is Shakti or Kundalini in yoga tradition. So this is like kind of like a prayer to her, and it's just uh, for all beings to transform and to heal. 
Mother of the Universe, and uh, the lovely Sheila Bringhi is on there uh, chanting the Indian uh, voice, and you know she's so amazing, and everybody says that's their favorite part on the record. <laughs> Very cool. Well, I got to tell you, there are no mistakes, and we were just talking about this in the astrological reading as well, that there's, this is a time where negativity is going to pop up, and it's an opportunity for transformation. Why don't we take a listen? This is Saul David Ray in Chamunda Yai Kalima. And you are listening to Inner Journey with Greg Friedman. And we'll be back right after this.
Yeah, baby. Welcome back. You are listening to Inner Journey with Greg Friedman on KX 93.5 FM Community Supported Radio in Laguna Beach, California. And I got to tell you, this is one heck of a night. I'm really jazzed about the people I get to share with you and I personally get to share time with this evening. We have Saul David Ray on right now. He is a teacher, a healer, a musician, a spiritual activist, and a brother from another mother from a long time ago. Saul, welcome back. Hey, thank you. Thank you. And we were just playing your song, Chamundayay Kalima. Uh, cham- yeah, Chamundayay Kalima, yes. And thank you. It was absolutely beautiful thank you and you know it's funny that different energies strike people in different ways and a lot of times we'll have guests and when my production assistant Anne is talking to them they need to be calmed down or even the most consummate professionals need a lot of tending to Anna got off the phone with you and went He's so calm. He's so at peace. And <laughs> you it may sound like a silly thing, but when you've had such a large sampling of people to have somebody get off the phone and say something like that, it really is a reflection yeah, no. of the energy that you carry into every single thing you do. Uh, <clears throat> you have done a lot, a lot of things. And one of the one of those things that I've been closely associated with you on, is Thai yoga massage. What brought you to that? What is it? And why is it important for us in Western culture? How's that for a three-parter? Uh, that's good. Um, well, it, it's, uh, it's an ancient form of body work that you know has its roots in India, kind of comes out of the same culture as yoga and Ayurveda. Um, and it's spread through Asia, but the as it landed in Thailand, the Thais really developed their own art form. And it was also influenced by Chinese medicine and indigenous healing. And it's really an amazing synergy of different techniques. It's part, you know, rhythmic massage, part stretching. It's all done with the clothes on, on mats on the floor. Um, it's uh, part energy work, chiropractic, um, acupressure. Um, Reiki, it's it's all mixed in. And, um, you know, I haven't, you know, over these last years, I haven't been practicing as much. I practiced for, you know, I started in the early 90s and probably for about a good 15 years, um, you know, was practicing, teaching, doing a lot. So I, I very rarely do sessions now because of um, traveling and other teaching and family. But I occasionally do. I kind of keep them off the books. And I always love it when I do it because it just, you know, that kind of one-to-one healing connection is, is so um, powerful. And you know, you asked why why we need it in the West. You know, I don't I don't know that we we just need Thai massage, but it, it's you know the healing, the one-to-one, the body work is so it's so important for people to actually move stress out of their bodies to regain that that human healing power of touch is so important and for myself and i think for you too is just there's something about time massage this this journey inner journey that it, it takes you on it's really a profound combination it really it it opens your being up instead of just your body 
and that's a gorgeous thing. Yeah, and it, it really the intention of it of the work is actually on all of those levels from the beginning because we we understand that all of those are parts of ourselves. We are, you know, we, we exist on many levels. So as we work with the body, we're also working with emotion. We're working with a, a soul, with another being, and a mind. And so there's a little bit of something in there for for every part of us. The next question I'm going to ask you, I love to explore with different yogis, and it may sound like a very simple or a obvious question to a lot of our listeners, but I found it's really not such a simple question. What does the word yoga mean to you? Well, that's the beautiful thing. You know, if you ask 100 yogis what is yoga, you'll get 100 different answers. Um, Mm -hmm. That's the beauty, or or at least maybe ninety. <laughs> um, you know the the original word right in Sanskrit, yug, um, is to join or to bind or to connect, and it, it's where we get the old. There was an old English word yoke, like we used to yoke the oxen to the cart. You know, mm-hmm. and and uh, you know the word yoke is kind of a, a cool word. It's like you know get yoked. Um, that's really what we're doing is we are actually connecting back to our essential nature as connected beings. We are this, you know, it's like in a way the reality that we have been conditioned into this idea of stress and separation, illusion of separation is really only on the surface. We look around our world, we see, you know, different religions fighting people, different, you know, racial backgrounds, all these things that separate us and, and so much arguing and you know conflict but there are more things that connect us and when we look deeply into the human experience we are all connected to life we are connected to this atmosphere through our breath we are connected to the earth we're connected to a common future and when we start to look at the science now that's happening with how we're we're measuring coherent resonant fields of energy that happen between people, between groups, we are so deeply connected. And yoga is, you know, comes from many thousands of years ago. I mean, some people say up to 10,000 years. It's hard to know exactly how old it is, but it's definitely beyond 5,000 years old. It's an ancient practice like the shamans did and like different cultures. It's These practices were revealed to them through their time in nature with source, with intelligence of life, ways of connecting, yoking ourselves back to our original state where body, mind, soul, and spirit are one. And I would just ask everybody a question. Is it not that in this moment you are already connected to your body, your mind, your spirit, your soul, or whatever parts you may feel? This is our natural state. Right? You go to a, a yoga class or you go to a shamanic journey or a, even a massage, like a good day at the spa. You've, you've been so stressed out, you get there, and then all of a sudden something happens and you shift and you just feel yourself again. You feel like you are at peace or connected again. There's an inspiration and a connection. That was always there. It's just we, we kind of shifted our focus. We start focusing on the stress, on the you know, challenges and things like that. But that unity universe, that union is always there. So yoga is simply that. And if I could just say one other thing is that there are many, many practices 
for different types of people. You know, you don't have to do power yoga, but you could. You you don't mm-hmm. have to do meditation right away, but you could, or you don't have to chant. So there's there's so many infinite practices for all types of doorways, you know? Right. It's a choice, not an obligation. And because it's what I say all the time about this program, try it on. If it resonates, if it fits, groovy. And if it doesn't, throw that sucker back up on the shelf. But it doesn't mean you're going to go walk around naked because something's not fitting that's on (laughs) right now. So you try something. You could. You could if that that works for you, baby. (laughs) I want to go back to something you were saying about there are more connections, more things that connect us than separate us. What would you say to those people out there right now? Because there are people out there right now that are feeling on a, on a palpable, on a visceral level, separated, disconnected. What would you suggest to them to find that connection to themselves, to one another, one more time? Um, you know, it's a great question. And, you know, in full honesty, I think that's so important. And you, you know, you were sharing a little bit about this at the, the beginning of the show, about the paradox of things. And we all actually, I mean, this is what I, I feel about it, that we, we all actually, because it is our natural state, we're all children of God, we're children of the universe. We all ultimately come from the same life source. That is our original state. But in this earth school, we were talking earlier about journey, like everyone being here on a journey. So one way to say that is we come to this, all souls come to the earth school to learn certain lessons. And you're also integrating astrology. What astrology can reveal is the soul gifts that someone has, the the karmas or challenges that they came to work out in this life. So I think everybody goes in and out of that connection. There are shamans and yogis that say, you know, every night when we sleep, we go back to God. We go back, and and this is actually borne out in that we go through a series of brainwave cycles when we're sleeping, and in that deep sleep state, we're, we're, there's no ego. We're actually just completely somewhere else, wherever that is. Our consciousness touches back into that. And so we all go through really hard times. I mean, I know many spiritual people. I know many people. I have people, friends on the right, friends on the left, friends in the center. Life is life. We go through the ups and downs of life. Mm -hmm. What the practices do, they're like a lifeline. They're the tools that help us to navigate through those stormy seas. And it doesn't mean the waves don't come. It just means that hopefully you get back faster when you have mentors, teachers, guides. Um, But also what we learn from our teachers are those practices that, become what we call sadhana in the yoga world. That's our, our daily practice to help keep us connected, to make our nervous system stronger, to keep our spirit strong. And, you know, and it's okay to go through those waves, you know, because uh, our whole planet, humanity, is going through huge waves right now. And and this is the time for us to, to not buy into the fear, the division that's created through I won't call people out, not people, but I mean institutions, but we all know it's there. There's a lot of fear happening. There's a lot of call to blame others to be part of that divisiveness. But this is the time that we come together. We recognize our common humanity, a future for our children. Do we? How do we choose to go forward as a, as a species, as a race? And when we start choosing love, which many of us are doing, everything changes. 
everything changes, even what our future is going to look like. You know, so if people are out there going through hard times, you know, have 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 strength and, you know, find those things, find the people that can help you, support you. And one of the most healing things for me, um, I did it today. We had a, a family moment, my daughter and I, you know, she, we're going to, I won't share what it is, but just going through an intense thing. And we just got out into nature and it was incredibly healing and helpful. Nature is a big key for us to heal and to balance. Absolutely. Now, you're not doing as much Thai yoga massage. Uh, what are you doing? And you and MC Yogi and myself all have the privilege of being out at Bhakti. You've been there for a long, long time. So what are you doing these days and what's your offer, offering at Bhakti this time? Okay. Um, well, you know, uh, I'm trying to figure out what I want to do for the rest of my life, you know, when I grow up. Um, That's a big you know, order, turned, man. Turned, that's a big order, I know. I, well, I just turned 52, and 52 in many cultures is like, a, it's kind of like the, the moment you're reborn to the second part of your life. Um, it's been, you know, it's been a very intense year for me, a lot of shifts and changes. Um, and in that, transformation, um, kind of re-listening to my own path, re-listening to, to Mother Earth and to my heart and to, you know, to spirit as I, as I experience it. And, you know, what really came up in my heart about, you know, a year ago so strongly is to work with the awareness of Earth. Um, you know, and there's the many ways I could, I could say that, but you know, for me right now, I, I just, the urgency that we're in, the you know, from climate change, but it's not just climate change because there are so many issues that are all related to that that weave into it. The humanitarian crisis that we face, there's economic and social and racial and, you know, all of these things, but they're all, our outer environment is our inner environment. So what, what I've been really um, moved to do in this last year is I'm, I'm part of a group of people starting a nonprofit called Save Our Earth. I haven't told that to anybody else really yet. I mean, there's a little Ooh. bit out there, but so, and uh, it's just a way to really bring the conversation into some of these conferences and places, not from a place of fear. You know, it's hard to talk about climate change without either fear or denial. And to really, you know, kind of go into things like that. So we've been doing some programs um, with that. I've been working with uh, folks at Elephant Now. Elephants Now, I want to give them a shout out, Amber Brovelli and Philip Price um, and some other, you know, wonderful people. And just really, for me, you know, it's still the yoga. I'm still doing the music. I'm still teaching yoga. But it's really about being in service even more than I ever have. And, um, that's a tall you know, order. Try to just, yeah, it is. And, you know, I don't, you know, it's like, we all just want to make some, you know, I also, you know, it's like when you touch your mortality, you know, it's like you, you just want to do whatever you can to try to help and leave the world a, a better place in some way. And so I can't think of anything more urgent right now than bringing people together in conversation about healing or exactly what you're doing on your show. There's just infinite ways to do it. 
and to bring hearts together and for people to connect back to themselves, back to their own experience of God, to the beauty of nature, and get right in our hearts that we can actually create. I mean, think about what we could actually create if we started taking all the money that we spend on war, all the money we spend on insanity, mm-hmm. and channeling that into amazing things, feeding people, medicine, um, helping people, building bridges, not walls. Yes, I meant that on purpose. (laughs) And and all of these, you know, these things that are about connecting us instead of dividing us. And and really, you know, the good people of the earth want peace. And I have to tell you, you're right. It doesn't have to be a fear-based conversation. It's no different than the earth is hungry right now and it needs to be nurtured and nourished that's not a fear based yeah. thing we just need to like and all of us any of us we need to feed it we need to feed ourselves we all deserve and appreciate that kind of nurturing and consideration now believe yeah. it or not we have went through an entire hour two things <laughs> i want usually i would ask okay. you for your final thoughts um, but first thing I want is if people want to find out more about you, get a hold of you, find out what offerings you have as of late, how would they do that? Um, thank you. They, they could go to my website. Um, the easiest way to find it is my name, SaulDavidRay.com. Um, and they could, I'm also on Facebook and um, I think Instagram as well. Yeah, Instagram. So I'm out there. And, and uh, you mentioned Bhakti Fest, you know, you and, MC Yogi and I will be there along with many other amazing uh, artists and musicians. It's really an incredible festival. Um, and I'll be leading a, a couple of intensives, a pre-intensive mm-hmm. with uh, Govindas and Radha, Living from the Heart, and a post-intensive with Amber Brovelli about, um, it's called Bhumi Bhakti, and it's yoga and earth activism. And I look forward to seeing you there. You know, it's really, it's an amazing festival, and it's it's a local one for us California people. You don't have to go too far. No, it really is a beautiful event. There are amazing yogis, amazing uh, musicians. The, the offerings on so many different la- levels are, and the tribe, the, it's yeah. such an incredible, loving tribe. The way I've described it before is... It's a similar tribe to going out to the playa, but without all the drugs. <laughs> Most of them. <laughs> Most of them. Now, I want to close with one last thing for you. The yeah. song we're going to play is River Song. Will you yeah. tell us a little bit about this? Sure thing. Um, this was a song that uh, my writing partner, Jim Beckwith, and I, we, we heard a uh, amazing artist Lorraine Hortzmanshoff in Utah singing this, and it really moved us. It's, uh, the river is flowing, flowing and growing. The river is flowing down to the sea. Oh, mother, carry me. Your child I will always be. Oh, mother, carry me down to the sea is the main part. And we kind of just made it our own. We added, you know, rewrote the melody, and that's how we remembered it, and uh, added some other parts. And, you know, for me, it's really just the words remind us of that inner journey and being held and breathing and feeling the arc of your life unfolding, not as a race, but really as this beautiful inner journey. Absolutely beautiful. One more time, your website is com, And Saul, do me a favor, when the 
foundation launches full force, come back on, bring the whole clan down, and we'll do a whole show around it. I mean, I can't think of any better cause to support. So, uh, thank you so much. We will we will do that. We'll come sit with you in the studio there. That'd be uh, great. Beautiful and Saul, always a pleasure to have you in my life, and so so honored that you are sharing yourself with our listeners this evening. Okay, lots of love to everybody and to you, and keep the faith, everyone. Perfect, and we'll be back with more Inner Journey with Greg Friedman and our next guest, MC Yogi, right after this. My name is Greg Friedman. I am a modern version of those that have existed in every culture. I am a guide. For years, I have taken people all over the world to work with indigenous elders in exotic locations. Only to show you that you are the magic. And we just help you realize it. It can be terrifying to look at our fears. And sometimes, even more so, to look at our strengths. I take you out into the wild, into the unknown, for an inner journey. All right, you guys. We got a rockin' and rollin' show for you this evening. We had Devin Poe in the first hour. We have Saul David Ray in the first hour. And now we have MC Yogi. And if y'all haven't heard any of his music, it just has got so much gravitas. It's got so much soul. It will rock your world, and he incorporates... So many different genres, and he does it seamlessly. This is a guy who came from a group living home for at-risk youths and moved his way up to becoming a renowned yoga teacher, musical innovator, and his intention is to add to the positive energy in this world. His first three records were number one on iTunes, and his book Spiritual Gangster won a Nautilus Award for Best Memoir. And, you know, I have to tell you, it's a special night because... Basically, that Saul's foundational tenet is to add to the ascending spiral of the world. It's MC Yogi's. And mine has always been simple. I want to leave every room better for me having had been in it. And MC Yogi is just a gift on this planet. And MC, I'm really jazzed to have you on this program. Welcome to Inner Journey. Hey, Greg. Thanks so much for having me, man. It is a pleasure. I'm going to start with the first question I ask every single guest, which is we've had shaman and medicine men and authors and artists, people of service of pretty much every single kind of walk you can think of. And to a person, there was a catalyst or a series of events that really thrust them on their path at different points in their life. I know that was true of you. You want to share with our listeners? You know how I how I stumbled into yoga. <laughs> how you got on? Well, whichever leg you want to talk about, yeah. But let's go with how I stumbled into yoga because that's usually how I get into a class is by stumbling in. Well, I initially, uh, I initially kind of fell in, onto the mat because I I thought that my dad had discovered some weird, amazing new drug that I really wanted to try because he was so blissed out all the time. And uh, I'd been living in a group home for about two and a half years and. I grew up painting graffiti and getting arrested, getting kicked out of school. And I was kind of, you know, classified as a juvenile delinquent, a troubled child. And um, I never really had found anything that that could hold my attention. I sort of 
you know, have ADD or ADHD, which is like ADD and high def. So my mind is always racing and, you know, painting on trains and running around, stealing my dad's car, getting in trouble, getting arrested. And, and, um, I never really was into sports growing up. So there was a physical activity that was desperately needed in my life. And, you know, I tried break dancing, but you know, the emphasis was on breaking and less on dancing. I wasn't <laughs> skilled enough. But, um, when I, when I fell into that first yoga class, cause I followed my dad's footsteps, um, I discovered a practice that, that for me was like the key to, to key to my, my freedom. Um, uh, it was non-competitive. It was just me moving, breathing, stretching. Um, uh, in that first class, it was just me, my dad, and a couple other guys who were both carpenters. Um, they were older than me. They were really strong, athletic, and, and I was really humbled by the practice because they were doing um, really strong Ashtanga yoga. And um, the practice just kind of knocked me back into my back into my heart, back into myself, and I had never felt so good in my life without having to rely on a drug. And after that first class, that first taste, that first drop of feeling so peaceful and so blissful, I was hooked. You know, you said non-competitive. I find that really fascinating because one of the things that at different stages in my own practice I've had to fight with is competing against myself in that dynamic, going, I could hold this pose longer or stronger or higher or longer or, or stretch further. How, how, how do you approach it from a place where you're not really, you know, competing with your own self well it's the the yoga practice is is really maintenance it's it's taking care of the body so you can sit and meditate so it's really you know it's all the pregame. Mm. you know all the it's the priming of the canvas and i think it took me a while in my in my life as a yogi to realize that because i was chasing the postures and you know trying to outdo myself and do you know right i I think I got my foot stuck behind my head for about a week. I couldn't get it out. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, it took me a while to really realize that everything was pointing and leading to meditation, being able to sit and, and settle into the subtle and be quiet and calm and grounded and connected and, and allow my mind to really soften back into my soul. And, you know, trial and error. That's why they call it practice, man. Like we, we, we're all stumbling in this life. None of us are perfect. You know, I'm an imperfect servant doing my best to make progress and create less stress, more success. And, you know, for me, my, my gauge, my meter of success is, am I able to drop my shoulders, you know, open my heart and relax and be more kind around my family and friends and around everybody essentially. And, and that's, you know, that's always going to be a work in progress. Amen, brother. I, I got to tell you, it's a, one of the classes that I'll take when I'm up in L.A. is from a guy named Brian Kest. And Brian Kest does power yoga. And what he will do is basically kick your booty for about two hours straight. And then he said something that's very much aligned with what you just expressed. He says, at the end of it, the last 10 minutes of the class, he said, now your real yoga practice is going to begin. And for the last 10 minutes, we sat in meditation. And that's really all that stuff that preceded it was just getting our crazy mind, the monkey mind out of the way, getting our body out of the way, getting everything else out of the way so we could just be still. And 
That's the essence of what I'm hearing you say. Is that accurate? Uh, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, that's that's the arrow hitting the center of the target, man. That's that's the point that I feel like all this is trying to make. All, all the meditation, the yoga, the breathing, the prayer, the you know, all of it is just to help us just really appreciate this moment because everything around us is fleeting. All our family members and friends, you know, it, we're, we're here for a limited time, and if we can slow down and be still, then we can slow down time and really you know, be with people in a deeper way. Um, and I think there's nothing more valuable in this life. Money is whatever, you know, fame is whatever. That's all fog and clouds. But but love is the sun, you know, and the more we can let that light shine through all the things that are changing and, and shine love toward our family, friends, planet, community, society. Um, I think that's how we, we as, as human beings can have a great impact is you know, we become a conduit for that that energy. I have a I have a, a silly little saying where I say, you know, if you become a conduit, you can do it. <laughs> I like it. Uh, right. We're going to take a short break, but during the break, we're going to play one of one. Of, it's hard to say this. One of my favorite songs by you, but there are so many that I really dig. Triumphant. Will you tell our listeners a little bit about this song before it goes on? Oh yeah, cool man. So it's a new track we just released and. Um, this is sort of, this is, you know, this is the rise up song. This is the workout song. This is the get out the front door song. This is the, you know, throw your spandex on, roll out the mat song. Like th- this is just a little, uh, you know, a- an a- uplifting anthem to get you up and out and moving in the right direction. It definitely does that. We are here on Inner Journey with Greg Friedman. And our guest this evening is MC Yogi. And we'll be back after a little triumphant. I got the heart of a lion that can be tamed. I got the blood of a champion in my veins. And if I fall, I'm gonna get up again. I will be triumphant. Let the drum kick sound every trumpet I will never forfeit, I will be triumphant Triumphant, triumphant Fists in the sky, yeah, let me see you pump it now You hear the sound, clouds going wild I'm taking on the crown, it's out of my chest I can feel my heart pound I'ma stand my ground, I will never back down
baby. Welcome back. You are listening to Inner Journey with Greg Friedman on KX93.5 FM, community-supported radio in Laguna Beach and broadcast all over the world. If you want to find us on social media, it's Inner Journey with Greg Friedman. If you want to check out the website, it's gregfriedman.com. And we have a lot of really cool things going on including an article that I just wrote with my Sacred Union partner, Devin Poe, on, oddly enough, Sacred Unions. And we have a really cool 20% offer with the code RADIANCE19 on healing rituals for a Sacred Union to help you consciously uncouple or really decide how to fall in love with yourself and therefore your partner. But right now, we are hanging out with MC Yogi. MC Yogi has done something that very, very few people do. He went from that funky gang-related street place. I shouldn't say that very few people do that because i got to tell you, these days, yoga's in prisons, yoga's in so many other places, and it's changing the world, not because... Yoga is a cult, not because it's a religion, because it is a pathway to ourselves. And MC Yogi, first of all, welcome back. Thanks for joining us here on Inner Journey. Uh, thanks, Craig. And, you know, there are so many people that were – I actually produced and directed an audio book called Spirit Matters, and this is a book about – a kid that was a punk gang member in the streets of Boston in a little um, a little neighborhood called Dorchester. And he all it just his autobiography from that place all the way down into the Amazon. And I know you have a book out called Spiritual Gangster. Uh, it's called uh, Spiritual Graffiti. Oh, my bad, Spiritual Graffiti. I apologize. Uh, no worries, man. Uh, and it's similar. Will you tell our listeners a little bit about your book, please? Well, my book is the the story of um, how I kind of became a you know a traveling MC performer. Uh, how I traveled through India. How I met in love with my wife. Um, how I became uh, a yoga teacher, which I never really set out to be. Um, but when I left the group home. Um, I started practicing yoga thanks to my dad who had come to the practice uh, from a really severe uh, car accident where he and my brother and sister and I almost died. And then that, that wreck kind of propelled him to this first class. And then I started to catch the, the waves of his transformation. And he tried to persuade me not to practice because he thought that I wouldn't uh, be into it. And so it was through his, uh, kind of reverse psychology because when I asked him about it, I said, hey, dad, you know, what's going on? Why you seem so lit up and so happy and so peaceful? Um, what's going on? I thought he had discovered some new amazing drug and I wanted to get it. And uh, he said, it's yoga, but you probably wouldn't want to do it. And that kind of triggered me to follow him to, to my first class. And then that, that first class kind of sent me on a journey that, you know, crisscrossed the world and ended up in studios with amazing musicians and recording i think i'm on my sixth album now and you know i've toured all around um, asia and states and um, just this incredible amazing um dream that i never thought was possible and i really credit 
you know, the practice of yoga meditation and my teachers that, that they helped me to open the doors inside myself and help me realize that, uh, that there was more to life than just struggling and, you know, addiction and pain and suffering. Yeah, say that one again, will you? Because I think a lot of people need to hear that. Well, one of my teachers, uh, my first teacher I started practicing with after my dad, who was my dad's good friend, his name was Larry Schultz, and he used to travel and teach yoga to the Grateful Dead. And Larry used to always tell me, because he took me under his wing, he became my mentor, and I lived with him in San Francisco at his studio when I was really young. And he always used to say, if you if you practice yoga, and I think he was you know, quoting Joseph Campbell, he said, if you practice yoga where there were walls, you will find doors. And I had felt like I'd been walled off to myself for a really long time, cold, numb, disconnected, depressed, upset, you know, really struggling. Um, and when I started practicing yoga, I started to, I felt those chains slide away and I felt those doors and those locks start to loosen, the doors start to open. And it gave me access to, you know, peace and and love and healing and kindness and, and feelings of being connected and relaxed and calm and confident, which I never really had. I always struggle with that. And um, yoga kind of reintroduced me to myself and gave me the experience that I could um, go out and, and do really incredible things if I wasn't operating from the level of my sort of limited, you know, egoic mindset, but operating from my heart, from my soul. I got to tell you, I love that if you practice yoga, you will find doors where you once found walls. That's that's really profound. You know. Um, yeah, Larry had, Larry had a lot of good good ones like that. Kid. And I got a lot of stories I want to ask you about the Grateful Dead and his stories, but that's another show. You, know, you, you were talking about meeting your half-side, your significant other. You know, and I just had an article come out in a local magazine in Southern California, and we wrote. I wrote with my significant other uh, about... A sacred union. And a lot of people think, oh, you found the love of your life. It's going to be all roses and sunshine and rose-colored glasses and all Pollyannic. And and you're going to hear, like, the angels sing and you're going to make love 42 times a day and all that stuff. What's your experience? Um, Well, I've been, you know, I've been really fortunate and blessed because, um, you know, my wife is my best friend. I'm you know, she's a street artist. I'm a street artist. She's a yoga teacher. I'm a yoga teacher. Um, we just have a lot in common and, and we support and love each other. And I just feel really lucky to have her by my side. And I think life in general is not easy. I think it's a struggle for all of us. I think we're dealing with, you know, impermanence. We're dealing with, you know, everyone's going through, you know, sickness and 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 death and, and loss and pain and, and struggle and I think it's amazing when you can find someone in this life to walk with you um, who can kind of lighten that load and, and share that burden with you and, and and who knows you sometimes better than you know yourself. Uh, because, you know, sometimes we make up stories and they're not always based in truth or reality. And it's great to have a friend, whether it's your partner or, or just anyone in your life, who you can a friend that you can turn to and someone who can check in and remind you, um, you know, who doesn't let you slide into uh, those lower, lower, darker places that we can all go to, but someone who can kind of keep you afloat moving forward. So, yeah, I've, I just count my blessings. You know, <laughs> I, 
I get you, brother. I absolutely do the same. We are here with MC Yogi. You are listening to Inner Journey with Greg Friedman, and we are going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to find out what that word means to MC Yogi. What does yoga actually mean? I always am fascinated when I ask this question because I've asked so many different yogis, so many different people, and there's never been a boring response. They've just been incredibly varied. We'll be back with more Inner Journey right after this. You are listening to Inner Journey with Greg Friedman. 
on KX93.5 FM, community-supported radio in Laguna Beach, California. And if you want to find us on social media, it's Inner Journey with Greg Friedman. And if you want to check out the website, it's gregfriedman.com. And as I said earlier, we just, we being Devin Poe and myself, just had an article come out on Sacred Unions, and that's in Radiance Magazine. And as a little give back, we're offering 20% off with code Radiance19 to a Sacred Union ritual healing that we're doing. And tonight we are here with MC Yogi. Got to tell you, I've never spoken to him before. And MC, I just really dig how straightforward and simple that you communicate. One of the things that I do a lot of times is I have studied and taught with indigenous elders. One of the reasons I do that is because I found that indigenous elders speak simple truth, and the truth is always simple. And when I hear you speak your tonality, your energy, and your the expression that what you're saying to us reminds me a lot of indigenous teachings. So thank you for sharing with us. Uh, thanks for having me, man. Yeah. Uh, before we went away for break, I was saying that, you know, I've asked a bunch of people what their definition of yoga is, and I've found a ton of different answers, and none of them were boring. What's your definition of yoga? Well, I once heard a great acronym, Y-O-G-A, um, which stands for Your Own Greatness Affirmed. Um, but the word yoga, it means to link, to tie, to tether, to hook, to connect, to draw back, to root, to anchor, to facet, to um, to seal. Mm-hmm. So it's really, it's the experience of your individual self, my individual self, sliding back toward its source and abiding in that energy, that presence, that feeling, that field, that you know, there's so many ways to to describe that, which is indescribable. It's like a luminous field of bliss, a radiant diamond sea. You know, a vast, open, endless, um, fathomless, shoreless ocean of being. And you know, all those definitions and descriptions really compel. Com- they don't really compare to the the experience of really tasting it and being in it. And so that's why we need practices. We need methods and tools and techniques to really reroute ourselves back into that space, back into the moment, back into our being, back into, you know, the always called the self with the capital S, that which is supreme. Um, and so yoga is really hard to, to define, but I think that's sort of the tip of the iceberg. That's the beginning for me. It's really, you know, it's what draws me back in and, and opens me up from the inside. You know, when I hear you describe yoga and about the vastness and the hugeness and tapping into the the entirety of who we are, it seems to me as though some people who've never practiced are going to be incredibly overwhelmed by that and think that's too much for them. What would you say to those people? So yoga is a simple uh, practice of inhaling slow and exhaling long. And really, it really comes down to that. It's it's particles and waves. It's inhale, soak the breath into the into your cells, really absorb the body in that that energy, in the oxygen 
the feeling, feel it spread throughout your lungs, your body, your mind, breathe it in, and then let it pour and spill out slowly. Rinse and repeat. Do that over and over and over again. If you really do it sincerely and you concentrate on your breath for 10 minutes, you're going to feel a state of bliss. You're going to be ecstatic because you're going to oxygenate the blood. You're going to expand your mind. You're going to relax into the moment. And so it's really a simple practice of realigning with nature, with what already is. My teacher Larry used to always say that yoga is not so much about addition, but it's more about subtraction, tripping away the layers, the false veils that cover up, you know, who we are. And so we need to cook a little bit, you know, like you cook rice, you steam it. And we build a, we build some heat through our breathing and through our movement. We stretch, we open, we expand. So that by the end, when we're sitting and meditating, we're resting in that final relaxation. We're just feeling that deep, deep joy inside of ourselves. Yeah. And, um, go ahead. No, you go ahead, please. Well, that's it, man. It's like, you know, it, you'd be amazed at like even just 10 minutes of, of conscious breathing and moving what kind of shift that can um, create um, internally, which, you know, there's an old saying, your mentality creates your reality. Um, everything is a reflection of our perception. And if the mind is sort of off or warped or jaded or dusty or scratched or scarred, then we tend to see the world in that from that wounded place. Um, when the mind is, is healed, when it's drawn back in, to our being, when it's grounded, when it's relaxed, when it's calm, when it's steady, when it's focused, when we're breathing, then we can start to shift our experience of the world around us. Everything is made of diamonds. Everything is made of particles. Everything is made of, you know, subatomic, you know, humming, vibrating specks of light. Um, but we don't see that with our eyes. And in order to experience that, we have to drop into a lower or a deeper state. Mm. Um and so that's one of the you know byproducts of meditation is being able to drop into that deeper state where you can really vibrate and harmonize yourself with the trees and the stars and the mountains and the ocean uh, and the people and the plants and the, and the animals. And when you start to feel that that grand harmony, you, you're not you're not trying to um, destroy anyone else or yourself because you know you've arrived. And it's a constant practice of bending the mind back in, keep coming home, keep coming home, keep coming home until gradually, I, I believe, I hope that there comes a time when we can just stay home. <laughs> yeah, ain't that the truth? You know, Larry steals from the best. The first it was Joseph Campbell, and the second one was the Buddha, because there was an old story about somebody coming up to the Buddha and saying, so what did you gain as a result of meditation? And he said, I didn't gain anything, but I could tell you I lost chaos, I lost anxiety, I lost heartache, I lost, you know, went through a whole list of all of the things that were stripped away that were not adding to the the best version of himself, the most authentic version of himself. And it's a really beautiful thing. It, it reminds me also of something Michelangelo used to say regarding um, sculptures, he said, I never created a sculpture. I just released one. I would chip away and chip away until the sculpture that already existed in there was just finally set free. And that. Oh, man, I love that. And, and you know, he's my favorite Ninja Turtle, too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know what? I'm following you no matter where the hell you go after that one. You, that's my favorite thing I heard all night, man. Uh, uh, let me. 
Greg, let me share with you. This is, I've been right. This is like a work in progress, but I've been working on this new song, and it kind of, you know, it illustrates this sort of this this idea. It goes, escape the net, don't let yourself get caught. Tangled, twisted mind, tied up in these knots, trapped in the web, spread across the head, following the thread of the breath instead, brought by desire, caught up in these wires. The more we struggle, the more the ropes grow tighter. Not this, not this, not this. Detach, a stick from the surface, draw the mind back, backtrack. To these sense hallways, out of the needle slip through the crawl space, into the center. Let the walls fall away. Everything is made of particles and waves. The light of a million suns shines in the solid. The mind draw back, collapse and fall into a light so bright the mind just dissolves. Remove your shoes, enter the temple. So, a lot of my sort of poems and, and my, you know, the way the way I sort of shape and sculpt words, is sort of like a meditation. Like it's. I, you know, it's really my journal. It's how I kind of share what's going on in my, you know, my internal space, my internal landscape, my practice. And uh, I've been making it a practice to really try to put that into rhyme form. I, I got to tell you, man, the whole time you were doing that, the hair on my arms was standing up because it's so present, so today and so poignant. And it's really needed. And thank you very much for doing what you do in the world. I really dig it, and I, and it, it so much is affecting people on a multitude of levels. Uh, talking about your music, well, first of all, if people want to find out more about you and about your CDs or your book, how would they go about finding you? Well, I don't know if you're going to find any CDs out there. <laughs> um, um, no, I thank you. I appreciate that. It's you know, the, probably the best way now for the music, to be honest, is like radio stations like yours, um, tuning in, and then Spotify, you know, those platforms where you can stream. Um, and then aside from that, just Instagram. The book is called Spiritual Graffiti. Uh, it's available everywhere. It's, there's a book on tape on um, audible.com, which is pretty cool. Um, but, you know, all, all the places where you find someone, you'll find me there. And what's your website again for events? Uh, MCOgi.com. How'd you come up with that? I don't know. It's like magic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The next song we're going to play is one of yours as well. It's called Dancing in the Sun. Will you tell our listeners a bit about it? Wow. This this song is, uh, the truth be told, this song, I wrote this song about my dog after he passed away. Um, and my dog was my, that was my, my road dog. He used to go with me everywhere. He was my, he was half pit bull. He was a mutt. He was rescued from the, um, he was about, he was on death row actually. And, uh, my wife and I brought him home and we lived with them for 16 beautiful years. My best friend, my buddy, Mo. And, uh, when he passed away, I had this, this thing kept repeating in my head. Yesterday's gone, but when tomorrow comes, I'll be dancing with you in the sun. So that's where that comes from. Dig it. We are here with MC Yogi, and you are listening to Inner Journey with Greg Friedman, and we'll be back right after this.
You are listening to Inner Journey with Greg Friedman on KX93.5 FM, community-supported radio in Laguna Beach, California. This evening, earlier, we had Devin Poe on, then we had Saul David Ray, and now we have MC Yogi. I don't know about you all out there, but I'm having a blast, and I'm really honored to have all of these people join us. MC Yogi, welcome back to Inner Journey. Uh, Thank you, Greg. I appreciate it. Oh, man, it's groovy. You said that experiences with loss and love and how ancient Indian teachings helped you find your calling as an artist and as a yoga teacher. Let's go in order. Tell us about what you mean by how loss helped you, because a lot of people will look at things that are hard or difficult or what they consider they'd classify as bad and think it's it is just that instead of understanding that it's also a gift. So when you say that loss helped you, how did that help you? Um, everything is is a part of a, of a cycle. And part of that cycle is, is the return. And, you know, I, I happened to be uh, with my grandfather who was, you know, my hero growing up, I was at his bedside. There was only a few of us in the room. And when he passed away, uh, his last breath blew across my face. I was, and I was holding his hand and and I watched him leave his body. Now, that was a very difficult thing. Um, you know, and I've had several friends who've passed away, you know, friends who've committed suicide, friends who've overdosed, friends who've, um, you know, who are not, no longer with us. But that process, when I when I saw my grandfather leave his body, it, it was a blessing because I'd never really seen um, before that day. I'd never really seen anybody left their body, and I I saw um, how beautiful and peaceful it was 
and how natural it was. And I realized, you know, that that's going to happen to me. That's going to happen to everyone I know. That's going to happen to all my friends. And it, what it did was it, it put everything into perspective really quickly. It shifted my, my attention and my awareness. And it put a lot of things, um, it set a lot of things straight in terms of how I want to spend my time and who I want to spend my time with and, and, and what I want to devote my life to. Um, knowing that, you know, I think when you're young, you kind of have this idea that you're going to live forever. And I think there's part of us that probably will. But the reality is that this body is, is uh, on loan, you know, it's on consignment. And so knowing that this body's on consignment, well, it's my assignment. You know, my assignment is to the refinement of alignment in terms of my mind so that I could, you know, do my best, write these rhymes, go out, perform, hit these stages, have good times, bring good energy to the people. Um, you know, I love teaching yoga and then being with friends and family and, and trying to do, you know, be a force of, you know, a healing force in the world by really making sure that, you know, I'm not contributing to more chaos, which is a daily check-in because, you know, you pick up your phone, you get a call, whatever, like there's so many opportunities to get entangled, boiled in sort of the ego, you know, WrestleMania. Um, and I think, it, you know, it's a practice that takes strength and, and discipline and support from community to stay afloat in love and to really march forward, you know, raising that torch and say, I'm going to do my best and I'm going to make mistakes and I'm going to fall, but I'm going to pick myself up and I'm going to keep going and I'm going to really, you know, make an effort to put something good into the world. Um, and so I think that's why every hardship and every, every, you know, struggle that we go through can become fuel for our creative process. We can turn pain, uh, can turn tragedy into triumph, misery to victory. You know, we can take those hard things and, and really work them and turn them into the fuel to create something great. Yeah, I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but one of the things that you said is actually Lakota. It it's Awanestaga means thank you for not adding to the chaos. And that's essentially what I heard you say is that you do your best to not add to the chaos. Mm. And that's a gorgeous thing. Uh, you, Saul, and I are all going to be out at Bhakti Fest next month. Tell us about what you're going to be doing out there, will you? Well, Bhakti Fest is just a mystical gathering. I mean, it's out in the desert under the stars with a beautiful gathering of amazing people who are all there for the purpose of, you know, being in that that energy celebrating, dancing, singing, there's great vegetarian food, coconuts, you know, we're out there just, you know, having a great old time. And I'm, I feel so fortunate and blessed to have um, been able to do that all these years. And I look forward to going back this year. And you're going to be teaching yoga out there. You're going to be spinning. What are you going to be doing? So, you know, we on that stage rocking, having a good old time and dancing, singing, celebrating. Then we'll teach a big yoga class and, you know, be in that space and that's always been amazing and um, it's just it's it's like a reunion you know if you've never been out there it's just so many kind people so many smiling faces all ages um, people from all over and it's just a nice you know opportunity to kind of escape the concrete and um, get out under the stars sing dance and, and celebrate while we're here absolutely it's a beautiful tribe out there and it's I, I've never seen so many smiles all over the place as I do when I go out to Bhakti. It's gorgeous. Uh, unfortunately, we have come to that place 
that means that we have whipped through an hour in the blink of an eye, but also is the last question of the evening. Uh, it's an opportunity for any parting words of wisdom, anything that you'd like to let our listeners know about that you're doing. Is there anything you'd feel remiss if you didn't share with our listeners this evening? Oh, man. This, well, this, this, I've been working on this word. It's a new word. Uh, and it's the thing that I believe happens when you show up in practice or have a regular meditation uh, ritual. And it's this word that it, that came up to me in meditation. It says, if you show up, it happens automatically. And what happens automatically is like, you just got to show up. And then life has a way of like opening you up and surprising you um, because we can't pull the outcome. But if we keep showing up to our practice and hit the mat, um, you're going to amaze yourself at, at the things that are going to happen in your life. Um, and so, Aside from that, I mean, what I've got going on, I'm working on a new record, working title right now is Love Will Rise. Um, hope to have that out by next year. And uh, we're going to Panama for Thanksgiving on retreat. If everyone wants to go surf, do some yoga on the beach and have family-style dinner, we'll be out there. Information on mcoe.com. Um, and then next year we're doing our first ever yoga teacher training, which I'm really excited about. I've been you know, practicing for 20 years, my wife, and we have a studio up here called Point Reyes Yoga right on Highway 1, hour north of San Francisco. And if you've ever thought about you know, the dream of wanting to teach, we're going to share everything that we've learned over the years. It's going to be a lot of fun. We'll have a big party at the end. That sounds like a blast. I would love to do that. Do me a favor. When your new release drops, give us a call. Let us know. Come on again. We'll just we'll promo the poop out of it. And I, I got to tell you, I just love having you on. I just dig what you have to say. And, and as I said earlier, you say it in such a gorgeously simple way that it's not hiding behind the words. Instead, it's using the words as a vehicle to really convey your soul, your heart space to so many others. And I am incredibly grateful that you joined us here, joined us here on Inner Journey this evening but I'm also just incredibly grateful that you shared with me as an individual. Thank you for that. I appreciate you, Greg. Thank you so much for having me and tell Anna I said thank you too. Absolutely. And if you want to find more about what MC Yogi's doing, it's mcyogi.com. All right, you guys, you hear me say all kinds of stuff every week, but it's mostly about gratitude. Uh, let me start with this. We are incredibly grateful, we being Devin Poe and myself, that we had the opportunity to write an article for Radiance Magazine on what it is like to be in a sacred union. And as a result, we decided to put together a sacred union ritual healing. And if you go to the website, gregfriedman.com, and hit backslash sacred union, you will find out all about that. And right now, if you put in Radiance 19, there's a 20% off code for that. Again, in gratitude, I am so grateful for the people in my life. I'm grateful for Anna Madigan, who's here every week, sludging away around, and Devin Poe, and so many other people that work their booties off behind and in front of the mics in order to put this program on for you. And I am mostly grateful to you, the listening audience. This show does not exist without your participation. For that, and so, so much more, we are hugely grateful. You've been listening to 
Inner Journey with Greg Friedman. Good night. Hi, everyone. This is Neil Donald Walsh, and I'm happy to tell you that you're listening to Inner Journey with Greg Friedman. Stick around. Your life could change any minute. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.